afternoon, good night, good evening, everyone, wherever you are. This is Unleashed Unapologetically. And with me this evening, I have Natasha Hebel. Well, to start, Natasha is <laughs> sharing the name of my sister and my assistant. I just love that. <laughs> it's just fun to talk about it and say it. But she began her education with a master's in molecular biology, followed by an MBA from Clemson University. During her work in DNA research and personal health experience, she observed the need for uncovering the root cause of illness and working with the body's transformative functions to promote healing. She then pursued further studies, obtaining her master's and national board certification in Chinese medicine. And she is also certified by the Board of Integrative Medicine as Doctor of Holistic Integrative Medicine. I think you're going to be yelling at me tonight. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> it's a long bio. <laughs> but it's not just that. What is great is knowing that of everything that she has learned and worked through and experienced as well, she made the decision to help other people discover their body's healing potential by balancing their nervous system with natural approaches. As a highly sensitive person, she struggled firsthand with aggressive and one-size-fits-all methods and offers her clients a safe and gentle space for restoration and healing. She is also a licensed acupuncturist and holistic health practitioner in the state of Arizona. So with us tonight, we have the beautiful Natasha, my sister Natasha, my sister Natasha. <laughs> well, it's such a pleasure to be on. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. So welcome to the platform and thank you for actually making this leap to join us and having those conversations because to me, having conversation about, you know, our health, our well-being is what really we need in such an with for such an audience you know because we know that a lot of time the struggle starts from our mental state the way we carry and think about our body you know ourselves and then it carries through to our bodies and i know a lot of time the many traumas and shocks that we, that we have lived in life could cause us to have pains and suffering on our inner self inner bodies but it's not just that the muscles and the bones that are in the bodies so now to cause us to not even be able to function and even to think good enough or how should i say to think in a positive way so how did you start what got you to begin your journey to decide that you know um, I need to learn about the system. I need to learn about, you know, healing. I need to learn about, you know, bodies just so I can really help people in their transformation. Was there a point in your life where you had to, your whole body itself came to a shock or trauma or suffering that caused you to make those decisions? Yes, there was. And, but it was really a long journey. And actually recognizing that 
the probably root cause for many of, you know, some physical ailments that you couldn't really pinpoint uh, was some trauma and then only realized that decades later. But really what prompted me to, you know, to this whole journey of studying and understanding the body, it was really, you know, when, when I grew up, my grandfather, my uncles were medical doctors and I was always drawn to the medical field. I, I just found it fascinating. I'm just like, just personality wise, somebody who really likes to help people. I, I love it when people respond to my smile, they smile and they make them feel better so I just kind of love that experience mm -hmm. but so then what what happened is I didn't study medicine because I um, you know I heard like all the negative comments you know from uh, from my family how difficult it was to really be a doctor due to red tape insurance and all kinds of different things so I decided you know what I'm gonna do this new thing called DNA research and um, so I know this dates me but it was like the early 90s and you know the PCR test that you hear about now for mm -hmm. you know during COVID times that's actually something that started during the mid 90s and I actually worked with that but what I realized is and also my own health problems I had just I was always having like a bronchitis or a cold and this and that and I even though I knew the biology of my body and I was looking at it at the most fundamental level right it's like the whatever is in your cells your DNA and you know having these like big dreams of kind of curing cancer whatnot what I realized is like well we're two things one is you know the medications that I was getting or that people were prescribed I realized well there is just a lot of evaluation between risk and benefit and it doesn't really teach your body how to heal from it it just kind of covers up a symptom right it just kind of makes you overcome that one crisis that you have but then you know what's next so I was like well this doesn't really make sense and then the other thing was when I was doing the DNA research is um, just kind of seeing how things were being done in terms of research you know you really try to get a grant you write your papers and um, I just felt like you could make anything look like anything whatever was your hypothesis I mean yes we have this experimental type of things we want mm -hmm. to look at it from an empirical way but and we want to have you know the double blind studies and all these different things but I still felt that having that certain outcome in mind it would kind of color how we would do things and so I, I just became a little bit more skeptical so that's what you know prompted me to like you know I'm gonna go more on the business side of things and everything was fine for quite a long time and then what happened is when I was in my 40s somebody asked me what was your biggest regret and I said I didn't study medicine and when I said that I'm like who said that like where did that come from and so I really like thought about it and that's when I eventually said a few years later I'm like you know what I I think I would go back to school and I became an acupuncturist and you know open my own um, acupuncture clinic continued more studies more certifications mm -hmm. and then actually this is what happened I really um, overworked myself I just kind of burned mm. out you know I took care of everybody else I I uh, even though I know better right I, I did all the right things in terms of supplements and therapies and blah 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 but still I was just completely burned out so I what I did is I had to take a hard look at mm. everything my business and I just decided to kind of take stock and really reflect on different things and um, what I realized, and it was quite a journey, right? To kind of look back to all of this, because having the background from 
the holistic field from Chinese medical field, you really look at, you know, the balance between activity and rest, you know, the yin and yang thing. And so I realized, well, I really was totally imbalanced. And where was that really coming from? You know, so I went to a state where I'm like, okay, I'm not just looking at how can I fix it, but what is really, really the root cause? So it's trying to get deeper and deeper. And then I had a revelation when um, I just, you know, talked to somebody, I think it was like a Facebook Live with somebody and they talked about your soul story. You know, it's like, what was something that really deeply affected you? And next thing I knew is that I realized there was a trauma that I had never dealt with and processed. And that was being childless. You know, we, I got married, um, you know, in my, in the mid nineties and we were trying to get pregnant. It never happened. Um, you know, I, there weren't really some exact reason. Yes, there was some endometriosis, but it shouldn't really be the whole reason why I would never get pregnant. And I just, I mean, I was just really grieving. It, you know, at that time, because I realized, oh my gosh, I never really processed that because I remembered certain visits at the doctor or certain comments from friends that were super hurtful and they were just running like reels in my head. And I was like, this is, this is like a trauma response, right? And I realized that for so long, I had not really sat with that. I hadn't really processed that. I didn't really know who to talk to. I thought, well, maybe it's not such a big deal because, you know, it's not like you lose someone and you grieve, you know, somebody comes to you and you get the casserole. So it's not like that. It's like this invisible grief, right? And so when when I connected those dots, I realized, wow, this is, this is really significant. And I realized that over the years, even, you know, my pattern in kind of burning out and trying to trying so hard right to kind of make up for something like a certain mm -hmm. hole inside of myself it was really um that constant i would say like kind of small trauma of you know every month that disappointment you know every time you meet mm. with friends apparently you see that or you see your nieces and nephews like all grown up you're like oh my god where did the time go and you you think about these lost opportunity lost possibility so so that's when i made the connection and that's really during the last um couple of years really focused on um when i deal with my clients and my patients the acupuncture or with uh you know my my, my online work is like really going to that root cause that kind of story that we tell us that trauma that we went through and really look at that first because what happens is this upsets our nervous system. And if the nervous system is imbalanced, everything else is gonna be imbalanced. Oh, thank you um, for sharing and such powerful stories. And are talking I kind of felt removed from my chair to relate to you in a sense of you know at a certain point in life when we don't have children of our own there's that not not really regret but it's the sense of something is missing you know yes. um especially when we are in our late 40s 
<laughs> yes. And in fact, in fact, you know what? It is so interesting because I I went through these phases, right? Like if for for me at least, it was in my 30s, like everybody around me was having children. Mm-hmm. And you kind of get to your 40s, so things kind of slow down. And then um, you know, it it just it, that was like about time it really hit me when right. you know I was starting menopause i'm like oh my god this is like really not happening and it's kind of like a reckoning you're like okay this is it right and so yeah i i hear you and um you know with the women i work with there are these different stages and it never really goes away right because even women uh older in their 70s or 80s they're like yeah there's there's just you think about you know what what the could have been the what is and it's like this mind stuff that goes on it's really mm-hmm. not useful at all but mm-hmm. it's there and you kind of have to know what to do about it yes know? yes i mean i i really you know it's so relatable and i'm pretty sure you know in this audience for the audience there are many who are going through that same thing because i'm hearing you and as you were going over you know from everything you've achieved and then you come to that point and you face that yourself saying wait i did all that i achieved all that but yet i did not achieve having my own kid you know and um i could picture you know because how i used to be is you know until today i still love taking care of my friends and my family's kids you know it's such i just love it to to get to be part of their education and helping them grow but at times when something is said or someone behave a certain way, I don't know if that ever happened to you, but what used to happen to me, I used to um, feel like pulled back to say, oh, maybe it's because I don't have my own kid that the person reacts that way. Or, you know, could it be because, oh, so because I'm a single person, so nobody wants to bring their kids to spend time with me. It's always the negativity that comes in. You know, of course, we don't. As we grow mature and we've been to our own healing journey, we know that hey, the mindset is important and we need to focus on that. But those years back then, and those are many years ago, because those kids are grown. You, when I take myself to that place, and I'm like going and saying, "Oh yeah, that's how I used to think. That's how I used to behave," and it used to really impact because the impacts that was coming in. It was not only affecting the brain, but it also affects the entire body because you kind of tense up on your body, right? When those emotions are coming in, you hold back, and it really brings, you know, pain on your shoulders, on your lower back, and then on your spine and every part of your body. So having to go through that and facing those kind of um, that kind of event, how you know. How do you relate the um, the medicine nowadays that you practice with helping women heal from that mindset, the thought of oh, you know, I don't have a kid and all that, but still, you know, instead of holding into that space for them to just get out of it and live life, be okay with what is already in there. This is the present time. This is the life we are living. It's okay. Just you know, accept it, heal through it. Right. It is. It is actually very challenging because for many women, it it is. We are just so conditioned, right? I mean, we are born as a girl, mm-hmm. and so the expectation is we're gonna have. We can. We have all the. You know, unless we have a medical condition, mm-hmm. 
right, it's right. it's a given you know it, like you expect that if you want to you'll have the children and then very often we try everything we can not to have children until we are ready right so then comes this moment it's like wait a minute why isn't this happening and it's it's very jarring because you're like what is wrong with me you know and why don't other people understand what i'm going through you know it's like it's it's really really difficult so there's a there's a big challenge for women to actually come to that moment of acceptance i think that is one of the biggest biggest challenges is to realize you know what this is just really not happening and so you know that was like something for me that didn't happen and i i think that was i wouldn't say a mistake but i think i would have been better off having accepted this is just really not uh, happening it, mm-hmm. and instead of like kind of hoping every month right it's just kind of like this roller coaster i don't think that was really healthy but i didn't know any better right mm-hmm. but when you get to that point either you've had you know that many miscarriages or unsuccessful ivf and or you know you've had some kind of medical intervention surgery and you're like you're mm-hmm. really at the end of the line there's really no soft place to land right mm-hmm. and so to find that level of acceptance it's super challenging and super difficult so what i tell my clients is that we have to think about you know the children the children that's kind of like the traditional sense of leaving a legacy right mm-hmm. that's like the traditional sense of procreation and we we just are in this world to um transform this into something different and i i call in creativity to really um kind of first look at all the different facets of your life it's like your diamond mm-hmm. discovery right it's mm-hmm. like there's so many parts of you that make you you that's why yes. you, if you have a significant other, that's why they love you that's why yes. your nieces and nephews love you because auntie has this certain thing that we absolutely mm-hmm. love about her and so realizing these are all these different parts that make you and it's not just having a child right it, mm-hmm. there's so many different parts about us that make us who we are and then once you kind of feel a little bit more comfortable and and see those things because very often we don't see it because we see it only through the lens of i am not a mother right, right. but once we get there then we can really look and decide to be creative and so the creative part of it that can be also very difficult because we often we were just going to the grief we're de- depressed we don't even know what joy is anymore you know it's like we don't so remember true. what we used to enjoy because it can really change us we get to this point where like where's that especially with the trauma right it's like you know you're like the person you're you were until up to this point and then boom something happens and then you're just like a different you person lost yourself. Like, yeah yeah you lost yourself so you can't really get back to who you were before but like a modified version of it mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. yeah like your version point two right so and so you have to kind of pick yourself up after that and really be able to to find that creative thing and that, that takes time it takes a lot of taking care of yourself yeah. but also connecting to what i call the inner compass it's like you know connect to what is right for you because if you've had this kind of traumatic experience you know your nervous system is kind of wobbly you don't really know what feels right to you so that's when it's really helpful to work with somebody you can walk you through it mm-hmm. you know just like vibrational um 
medicine there is you know different things you can do in your surroundings you can even like just decluttering can be really therapeutic mm-hmm. right or like art singing you know singing kind of balances um all your nervous system or being in nature you know find the thing that that resonates with you i think that's the most important thing and just practice some more as much self-care as possible because then eventually you get to that state where you can really be more in alignment with who you were meant to be and you can find your voice again because when you're going through this um you know infertility or childlessness it's very difficult to talk about it because first of all you tend to start crying like Mm-hmm. Hat, right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and there's so many things that trigger you it's just like going to target and seeing baby i mean there's just so many triggers <laughs> many everywhere. things yes yeah many things you open like a catalog and it's like all families you're like oh my gosh you watch tv i mean it can get really overwhelming mm-hmm. so but once you you kind of heal that you can get to that alignment and be able to like basically what I'm doing, I'm able to talk about it. You know, for decades, I didn't talk about it. I didn't mm-hmm. even know how, and I didn't even know it was a problem, but I realized, you know what? I have to speak up about it because when I do it, other women can do the same. And mm-hmm. it's very healing for me too, as it is, you know, uh, comforting to other women to hear about it, right? Mm-hmm. And then really, once you get to that state, you can, really just be a lot more empowered and and have less fear about the future and just kind of you know claim who you are and and move forward and do things that i could tell you you know all the studies i did i wouldn't have been able to do it if i would have had children and i know i know a neighbor of mine she you know did the usual route you got married had kids and when she found out i went back to uh acupuncture college she was like oh my gosh she said you know, I always wanted to be a marine biologist. And I had, um, you know, my sister-in-law, who's also children, she also, she was like, really, you're doing it? And and they were, they were like dumbfounded that I mm-hmm. was able to do that. And so, you know, sometimes it's, it's, there's a little bit of the grass always green on the other side mm-hmm. kind of thing that goes mm-hmm. on. So we have to be <laughs> also careful when we are childless and we get really upset at triggering comments that, mm-hmm. You know, it's not always rosy on the other side either, you know, so it, I think it's just such a big uh, life lesson. I think we all have our things we have to bear. Like if you're a Christian, you would say like a certain cross to bear or something. And for some of us, it is, it is not having had children, even though it was like the one thing we really mm-hmm. wanted. Mm-hmm. And I think it's an opportunity for us to to grow spiritually and emotionally and and just share that extra gift with other people whatever that might be you know in the world so i i think that's that is just really important to remember that even though we might feel less worthy because that's a story we tell us we're not we're just like everybody else we have that you know divine light and and we can shine it no matter Mm -hmm. what you know Mm -hmm. thank you thank you for you know saying that and going through it you know through the deepest um, part of it as well because that that's one thing that that one thing is for sure we often tell ourselves stories especially when things are not you know um like we wanted them to be a lot of times you know women like us would say well maybe you know i'm not worth it like you said but it's not because we are not worthy 
of not having children. Maybe that's the that that's the way it is designed for us, so we could serve our biggest purpose in life. You know, so sometimes we stay focused on the part that did not go well, and forget that the reason why it did not go the way we think is well, because it's always our thinking. It's the perceptions, you know. It's what we think, but overall. The beauty of it is that you've always been an anchor in those children who have been around you or the families that are around you. You've always bring positivity. And we have to be able to look into, you know, the positivity that we bring to others and their young children and help them grow. So we could say, oh, this is the purpose I was there to serve. And like that, be able to, you know, heal properly. Because when we start accepting, because as I'm listening to you, I'm listening, I'm hearing, you know, acceptance. Because that's what's, that's the first thing into, that's going to help us know that it's okay. You did not do anything wrong not having a child. You know, you need to accept that you are positioned as the authority where you are just so you can help those who have children be better and even help those who do not have children know how to embrace the life that they have so you are the anchor you know and having that is also helping you to bring to those women that empowering because you mentioned empowering a few times and you talk about you know being able to to see who we are and embrace who we are just so we can uh, accept hey if we don't have children it's fine but we know it's a struggle yeah it's fine yeah. but it's a struggle and we know that you know and i'm i'm getting that to you know from what you were saying is that i you know we get that it's a struggle but you are okay because you're serving your purpose by being the anchor in somebody else's life yeah, and that's so beautifully said, you know, and I, I really hope that whoever is listening and resonates, you know, with, and is struggling with infertility or is going to, you know, treatments and, and does not have the children that they want or, you know, have one and couldn't have another one. That is really such an important message. And, you know, what really was the, um, you know, the impetus for me to kind of be more outspoken about it is because I, as an acupuncturist, you know, women often come to me to get ready for IVF, for embryo transfer. Mm -hmm. And so I had during the same week, I had two women who came in and they were crying because they said, it's my last chance mm -hmm. to do this, the last embryo. And they were crying, they were desperate. They're like, I'm already in therapy. I don't know what I'm gonna do if this doesn't happen. I feel so guilty. I'm not giving a child to my parents and to my husband and what did I do wrong maybe I shouldn't have done this shouldn't have done that and I was just like oh my god you know I my heart went out to them because they had just gone through like some both of them actually for years of I don't know how many injections and wow. treatments and, and money spent and all these different things and here they were feeling bad for everybody else and I was like, no, this has got to stop, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's mm -hmm. like, you have to realize this is 
you know you've done more than enough and you're yes. more than worth it you haven't done anything wrong and yes our struggle is is our lesson you know yeah, our struggle yeah. is our blessing and it's it's really difficult to hear that yes. you know i i remember when i was you know trying to get pregnant sometimes i would hear from people oh yeah you know it's it's it'll be fine or whatever i was just like i would just hate those comments you know but now looking back i'm like yeah it's just i just couldn't hear it right mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. it is it is very well said that it it is really the struggle that makes us that anchor that inspiration for yes. other people and yes. for those around us yeah absolutely and you know what i um, i love is the fact that as we get to discover that part of ourselves, we the minute we, we, we embrace it, when we accept it, things just go in a flow. I mean, okay, I have my mother, um, overall, she's, a, she's, a, she's the second child of seven children. So of those seven children, I have my mom's oldest sister until today, who has never had any child in her life. I have my mom, the, the third one, the third who passed away last year, um, or the year prior, never had any child. When I was growing up, I've always seen her, you know, going to church, the pastor and all that. Never got married, never had any child. And then the one that, um, the last of the, the five, females of my grandparents seven children this one got married but never had you know a child or children until she died as well so it came to a point where i remember there used to be a time where i used to think well it's in the family you know it runs in yeah. the family yeah. <laughs> you know but those are the lies that we don't want to tell ourselves you know it could be because it's a choice that i made Instead of going and saying it's in the family, look what happened to this one, it's a trend, it's this, it's that, why not look into maybe there are other medical part reasons that are causing for not having a child? Or maybe, you know, um, I'm not, you know, destined to have a child. There's always those things that we do that always brings us to the old way of thinking which is yeah. my parents wanted me to be married and have children. So therefore, if I don't have children, you know, and we start crying and all that over. But, you know, overall, at the end of it, we want, you know, all of you ladies and who are here listening is that you are better than what your those expectations are, you know? So don't hold it to yourself beating yourself and telling yourself, oh, I didn't get a child, oh, I could not have because, you know, of my parents, because, you know, that's a trend. It doesn't really have to be a trend. It could be, you know, that's what life has brought you. And then you just allow yourself to live through it. And when we're not, not to be rough on what I said, when I say live through it, because I'm living through it, but it's to change the negative way of you know those narrative that we say to ourselves that are impacting us on a negativity on a negative way you know bring the change into making it something positive 
you know so like that we build our self-esteem we build the confidence you know we don't worry anymore when we are around our friends with their children instead we laugh we have fun we don't fake it you know we don't make a facade out of it we just be who we are be authentic and guess what after a while you will no longer feel the pain that you used to feel because you know it pained you of not having children but instead you'll be like oh you know what I'm the best teacher. I'm the best educator around those children who have been born around me and centered me and brought me laughter. I'm still getting it. But unfortunately, we let ourselves um we let society dictate, you know, our way of seeing or living through life because a lot of times people always come back and say, but they're not yours. Yeah, it's so well said. And you know, it's also I'd like to say from, you know, different cultures. There's just different pressures in different cultures. So my husband's actually from the Philippines, so family's very big and so there's a lot more pressure, let's say in his family also people are just a lot more nosy <laughs> in asking are you pregnant yet yeah, compared to my german heritage where you know people just don't ask in my family right. they're just it's a private matter but yeah it can be very difficult to being true to yourself and accepting yourself just the way you are you be turned out it's it's all okay you know even if things don't feel okay things are unfolding in the right way and just going it day by day step by step and yes. focusing really focus on what your heart tells you what brings your heart joy you know and if you're really going through it sometimes it can be really difficult to spend time with children mm-hmm. and you know one advice i have something that i wasn't able to do is to really open up to my mm. friends and family and say how hard it was for me to be around their children i think if i probably would have you know cried a few times i would have gotten over it and probably would have spent more time with my nieces and nephews and it's something mm. that i regret i'm not as close to them as i would have liked to be mm-hmm. it was just too painful at the time but i think if i would have not tried to be so stoic and not talk mm-hmm. about like you know mm-hmm. have put on a facade i think it, i might have been able to process it faster or better mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. thank you so much for sharing well we getting closer to wrapping up um what three tips would you like to leave the women who are listening to you this evening with i would say the tip number one is when i just said just listen to your heart find the things that bring you joy maybe there were things that you were really loved to do when you were a child or when you were younger and just think about it and it's, it doesn't have to be something like big or yes. you know look in your environment what brings you joy it can be just like a certain coffee mug that you really love or a certain pen and just you know find those things that really bring you joy i think that's like the number one thing because when you get into that kind of frequency of joy you kind of get more and more into mm-hmm. you know that state of acceptance mm-hmm. and then the number one two thing is to really take care of yourself again it starts with kind of listening to your body and rest when you feel like you need mm-hmm. to rest and mm-hmm. be able to say 
no, it's okay not to do all the things and not to have to attend that many functions or yes, Zoom calls yes. or whatever. It's it just really be aware of your boundaries, you know, be able to say no. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. that's really important. And the number three thing is I think connection is really important because one of the things that I experienced is I didn't have anybody who would really understand where I was coming from that was mm. in the same boat, so to speak. Yes. So I really recommend, um, you know, to to find women that understand what you're going through. And, um, you know, Facebook is a good source or just online mm-hmm. look for, you know, Pinterest or whatever, just, just kind of look a little bit out there there are different um you know coaches organizations mm-hmm. or facebook groups that can help you just a place where you belong a safe space where you can share and vent and maybe yes. share some successes yes. as well yeah mm. thank you so much um if somebody wants to work with you like connect with you where can they find you well i'm on the internet and so um Easiest way to find me is like my first and last name, Natasha Hibel. So I'm on Pinterest. I have quite mm-hmm. a few words on Pinterest. I'm on Facebook, also Natasha Hibel. I have a Facebook group, which is called Beyond Infertility and Child is mm-hmm. Not My Choice. So that's a private group there. Um, you know, I check every single person that comes inside to make sure, you know, meet the criteria just to have, you know, a woman mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. is you know, has that heartache of not having a child. They may have already children, but couldn't have additional mm-hmm. ones or, mm-hmm. you know, for whatever reason, kind of relate to this journey. And then um, on, uh, on the World Wide Web, I'm at idanatashahibel.com or the Golden Sanctuary. So if you look for the Golden Sanctuary, you find me as well. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like the umbrella for my child is not by choice. Um, you know, group. So I do, you know, online coaching and, mm-hmm. you know, the free resources in my Facebook group. So that's mm-hmm. where I can be found. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Oh my, I stop. I cannot stop saying thank you because you have shared some great values, especially in this topic, because it's not a topic people, you know, women, I mean, instead of saying people, women in general general we do not like really to talk about this topic when we facing this event you know situation in our lives um i'm turning 46 in a month and i don't have any kid (laughs) you know and uh hey we are where we are we live in life we have a you know i have a partner i do things but yet again at the end of it what you know if we get stuck in listening to what other people are saying, hey, how come you do not have children? And I, you know, or even having to bring ourselves thinking, okay, um, what am I gonna, thank God so far my mom has not come to me and say, okay, when are we giving a a child? She's not like that, so I'm grateful for that. Let me knock on wood. But um, my brothers were able to give you know, her grandchildren. So that's good, you know, but there used to be a time in my life where, you know, I had that in mind. I wanted it at some point until that the whole thought drifted away 
when I realized that, okay, there's certain pattern, there's certain things that were happening. I was focusing more on what I wanted, the development of my own self, my own life, what I wanted in my career, what I did not want to happen now, because I, you know, in order to do this, you have to do that. You know, the, 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 the certain culture in order for you to have children, you have to have, you have to be married. There's all these things that were being said. And at some point it comes to, you know what? If it happens, it happens. And if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. So at that point, the part that was really hindering and hurting me, making me feel like every time I'm around my best friends with their kids, instead, I I, I just embraced loving being there and taking care of them. And on top of it, I'm an educator. I work with children all my life. So therefore, it kind of brought in the joy that I was looking for in children. Although, like I said, I have heard people say, but if they are not yours, what legacy are you leaving behind? What are you going to do if you die? Who's going to... And all these things people do say. And when they do say things like that, those are the negative words or the naysayers that could bring our moral, our mental state to think oh what did i do wrong did i deserve this and so what we want natasha and i we are saying to you ladies is that don't let yourself take into that negative route but instead bring the light to yourself and see what an empowerment you are for those who are around you and those children who are being warned around you so you can be an anchor and you can continue to fulfill your purpose because you have a life purpose and our our place is to help you identify those purposes that you have in your life right natasha yes i always say shine your light mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. awesome yeah. so that was unleashed unapologetically with natasha hey bell i want to say thank you to you thank you for bringing this subject to the platform because you know it's not always about the wealth the money and all that but also it's about the things that we never really talk about and sometimes we need to let it out and lash it out and just say you know what i don't have kids but i know i'm here to serve a purpose but don't bring yourself to feel sorry for yourself because here we are here to empower you and make you feel motivated and that's why we brought Natasha this evening to help you and make you be motivated. Have a good night everybody that was unleashed unapologetically.